Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hi, folks. Glad you joined me today. I think the greatest need we have today is to love each other and to love Jesus with all our heart, soul, and mind, and to be everything Christ has called us to be during the Christmas season and during every season. Our Heavenly Father, thank you for the day. Thank you for all that are listening, and God bless their lives, open their hearts and minds to you. May we see you, and Lord, may we see you clearly. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, you know what? I'm convinced the greatest need we have is to get closer to our Lord. I think we get going so much in life and deal with the riffraff of life that we just we just aren't as close to God as we need to be. I think we need the Holy Spirit of God to charge our lives up and be open and honest before Him, loving Him. And because we love Him, we love others. And the greatest testimony you can have is love one another. Are you loving others? This Christmas season, when you think about sharing the good news of Jesus, are you loving others? Are you showing them the love of God? I've had so many people come out of the woodwork and want to help people and want to buy some presents for people. And I've been able to help some people that needed some help. And it's so neat to see their response. Paul writes a great letter to the church at Philippi. He encourages them to rejoice in the Lord and to be about others' business. See, we truly need each other. The body of Christ, the church, needs each other. In my private devotions, I work on some books from time to time, and and I read a lot of Proverbs and Acts and re, and even recently Revelations, and, and God is showing me some, some things to open my heart to see Him more clearly. I want to see Him more clearly. In the book of Acts, the Holy Spirit of God moved in such a powerful way that the people heard the word of the Lord and were led by the Holy Spirit of God, and their lives were transformed, and that spread throughout the community, and the church came together, and thousands upon thousands came to the saving grace of Jesus Christ, and they had everything in common, and revival swept the land. Wouldn't that be nice if each and every one of us was so in love with Jesus that we could look past the faults of others and honor Jesus in such a way that people would see the power of Almighty God in our lives? Some people will never be free to worship God as He desires until they clean their mind of all the things that surround them and give them to God. From the Bible time to now, the enemy has used our emotions, our personal desires to try to diminish the work of God. And I'm telling you that even people in churches, you know, need to stand their ground when they hear things that will only destroy the work of God rather than build it up. The Corinthian church struggled big time with gossip with lies, with legalism. They needed to be set free to honor God as he has called us to do. And folks, that's what we need to do. We need to get our minds and hearts in the right place. And hopefully our churches are all preaching God's word and we're growing and we are learning. I always tell people, I don't care if you don't like the pastor's message or this and that, if you look for content, if you look for God's word and pull a principle out yourself, you can grow. There is no reason for you to say, I am not growing at my church. 
Well, Pastor, you don't know our church. Well, if they're reading the Word of God, you can always grow because there's lessons to be learned. You know, Paul recognized Timothy's desire to help others. In fact, listen to Philippians chapter 2, verse 19 through 23. I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon, that I also may be cheered when I receive news about you. He wanted to be cheered when he heard news. He wanted to hear good news. He wanted to hear that the church was prospering. I have no one else like him who will show genuine concern for your welfare. That's kind of a sad statement, isn't it? I have no one else like him that will show welfare for the church. People of God, we need to show welfare for the church. We need to show the love of Jesus even in our church. How can we do it in the world if we can't even do it within our own church body? For everyone looks out for their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. But you know that Timothy has proved himself because as a son with his father, he has served with me in the work of the gospel. I hope, therefore, to send him as soon as I see how things go with me. So Paul was going to send Timothy to help others. He said there's no one else like Timothy. Timothy. He saw the desire in Timothy. He saw the passion in Timothy. People, we need passionate people that are passionate about their walk with God. When we think of this Christmas season, all the people we're going to be around are people going to see Jesus in our lives. Are they going to understand the relevance of the birth of Jesus Christ and his death and his resurrection? How are they going to know it? Folks, they have to know it through you, through you. You know, uh, we have many uh, years taking people on missionary uh, trips. We had my pastor, Brian, who's a pastor of the Oregon Trail Church of God in Caldwell now. He took about 33 to Guatemala a few years, wow, quite a few years back now. And they, they, he said it was amazing because the sacrifice that people make over there and the transformations that took place even through their ministry was huge. When, when the word of God and Jesus tells disciples to go into all nations, baptizing people in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, he meant it. He meant to make a difference. Yes, we need to be concerned about our communities. We need to be concerned about America. But we also need to go into all nations. Sometimes, folks, that means sacrifice. We live on a pretty much easy street in the United States of America. So most of us don't even have a concept of sacrifice. The other day we were talking in our house about, oh, some furniture, and man, we didn't like this or didn't like that, or we need this or we need that. And I thought to myself, man, many of these people sit on dirt floors in Haiti, in the Philippines, in Mexico, all over the place. I was watching a documentary, and there was... I, I think it was uh, some houses were like seven rooms, seven feet by seven feet that six people stayed in. And yet our worst, our our most dilapidated furniture would be like a crowning uh, gift for these third world countries. But yet we don't think about that. We just think about why don't we have more? Why do you know we, we go to the restaurant, we eat food, and we send, we don't eat it all, so we throw it down the drain. You know, we don't, you know, my wife, I'm not a leftover guy, but my wife and daughter are, but I, I just don't like leftovers. But I think about all these starving people, our leftovers would feed the world in this in the United States. But our minds are so geared on being prosperous because we've always been prosperous. Even our poorest of poor 
are prosperous. Even those in the streets of Boise downtown, they have three meals a day down at the wonderful rescue mission that uh, our city runs. They have an opportunity. They can be fed and they can be housed if they want to be. As you know, many people choose not to be. Many people choose to live on the street and it's a choice that they make. But I'm telling you something, the United States of America, we're in pretty good condition compared to the world. See, God has called us to look out for others, right? Listen to Paul's words in Philippians chapter 2, verse 3 and 4. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own interest, but also to the interest of others. You know, at Christmas time, we have a, a giving tree where we have gifts. We actually, this year, we're sending them down to the women's shelter. And also, we have gift cards donated. And we, so we have 100, maybe 120 items on a Christmas tree in the foyer. And we have two services. And if I announce it in the first service, the second service doesn't even get a chance to get them because they're all taken. People respond. They want to help people. And we as Christians should take care of others deeply. And if they're hurting, we need to be there for them. We need to pray for them. I was fortunate to live around a mother and father who always prayed for people, always touched lives. You know, I'm still touched deeply by stories of lost children and tragic accidents of young people as I watch the news. It, It breaks my heart. I think of this child that has been lost in the Payette area for three or four months. It just breaks my heart. I pray God would give them some closure. And more than anything else, I'd love to see the child returned and alive. But you know, those things break my heart. And hopefully those things weigh on your heart too, because we need to care about people. Are we sensitive to others' needs? Do we care what happens to them? We lift up life circumstances. I think a good practice that I that I practice be good for anybody is when you're watching the news and you see a situation and it comes across the news waves immediately. Say, Jesus, be with them. Jesus, touch them. Be near to them. Bring peace in the midst of their storms. There are so many people that are dealing with life's storms. We're pretty fortunate in the West, especially in Idaho. We don't deal much with uh, weather storms. We don't have tornadoes or hurricanes or blizzards. Rarely have a blizzard except for Snowmageddon. That was an interesting year. We don't have volcanoes. We don't have those things that worry about taking our lives on the most part. And some of the other parts, and boy, you go back in the Midwest, you have to be on a, uh, you have to have a tornado shelter. You've got to be ready if something hits. Some of you out there have been involved in that. I've never been involved in that. I've always been in the West. I've lived in Oregon, Washington, and Idaho. Those are the only three states that I've lived in, and and certainly 51 of my 66 years have been in Idaho. And I love Idaho, and uh, I don't think I'd change it for anything. But we are very, very fortunate. So we don't deal with the storms of weather, but we certainly, like everybody else in this world, deal with the storms of life. And we deal with them on a daily basis, sometimes in our families, sometimes in our neighbors, sometimes in our workplace, and sometimes in our church. We are never free. The Bible says in the world you're going to have tribulation, you're going to have troubles. But he said, be of good cheer, because I have overcome the world. Jesus is there for us. 
He brings perfect peace to those whose minds and hearts are fixed on Him. He loves you. He wants to use you. Be used by God this Christmas season. May God bless you and lead you. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.